0: Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams.
1: Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living an inspired and extraordinary life. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is David Reichelt. David is the mobile game developer behind Color Switch, the popular game which has been downloaded more than 150 million times and is one of the most popular games of all times. I came across David's story in a magazine article recently, and the more I read about him, the more I knew I just had to have him on the show. So, David, welcome.
0: Thank you very much.
1: I'm excited to have you here. And obviously, Color Switch is a huge success but one of the things I really found very fascinating about your story is that before you hit upon this, you know, this idea and this this game, you, um, you know, you were struggling a little bit. Can you paint a picture for what things were like before everything changed?
0: Oh, let's see. I guess key points would be, uh, I think I was around maybe $80,000 in debt. Um, I didn't really have a career. I was doing part-time work, uh, parking cars as a valet. I had a short stint as a pool service, uh, pool cleaner. Um, What else? I drove a limo for a little bit. And yeah, I was just kind of struggling. And I had those kind of jobs at the time because I was working on games and I wanted most of my time free, so I shied away from any kind of career type jobs that would take, uh, take, you know, too much of my time. But that was pretty much um, what it looked like. It was just, um, yeah, a lot of debt and just making enough money to pay the rent.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I I find that so interesting because I think you know certainly I can relate to that, and I think a lot of people can. And what I really liked about your story is when you got into apps, you discovered apps and you got inspired. And I think you sold off some video equipment to fund this venture, right?
0: Yeah, I've had an interest in filmmaking for, I don't know, maybe 13 years now. And I had acquired all this film gear. It must have been like $8,000 worth. And I think I sold it for maybe $4,000 on Craigslist to fund my first game. And that first game, I don't think I made a dime from it, but I learned a lot from that experience and uh, used what I learned to continue coming out with more games after that. but yeah, it was I think it was around four thousand dollars of cameras and lenses and different types of gear for moving cameras.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting and I was like trying to do some research for this interview and I heard you talking about other games you developed. There was um, something about a dental game or something. Is it dental?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much a game to where you as the dentist clean a patient's teeth with these different dental tools and those games are still out there. It's a popular game type to where, you know, the game player takes the role of a doctor or a surgeon. Or a dentist, and I basically made uh, my own versions of that type of game. I, I think I made um, three of them. It took me about three months, and I think I made like seventy-five dollars from those. So, it was uh,
1: yeah. I mean, that story. So not not what you were hoping for, obviously. But you know, I've, for sure, you learned things from the experience. But it's just. You know, hearing you talk about the disappointment of of doing that, and then you said you actually had developed 40 games before coming up with um, Color Switch.
0: Yeah, I think I started this in July of 2013, and my first game took six months, and as I said, I didn't make a dime, but I decided from the failure of that to... I think I had outsourced that to some programmers in China, so after that didn't work out, I decided to learn how to make games myself and learn some simple software and produced about 40 games with that software. And actually I have many other projects I never came out with. So I, I've made more games than 40. It's just I actually put 40 on the app store. But yeah, so the first um, the first six months I made one game and then the next year I made about 40 plus ones I never launched. And then uh, I think the dentist games were the last ones I made before I took a break Uh, and kind of rethought my process and then I think I took a break in August of 2015 or no, I'm sorry 2014 and then I didn't uh, I didn't come out with another game until over a year later, which was color switch, but um, Yeah, I just I hadn't quit at the time I just needed to take a break and kind of rethink what I was doing with games
1: Yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense Um, and so now with Color Switch, it's 150 million downloads. You've obviously made millions of dollars, um, very successful. But going through those, you know, original 40 that you put on the app store, it, were there moments of doubt or what? Like, I'm, I'm really curious and interested in what keeps people going. Like what? where do they find that grit and determination to keep going? when they have obstacles?
0: Oh sure, there's tons of doubts through the whole process even even when after you have a big breakthrough you still have doubts and question what you're doing. You're always, I mean you should always <clears throat> strive to improve how you think about whatever it is you focus on in your business because if you, the key is if you improve how you think about something, you'll, your results will keep improving gradually over time. But um, I think what it comes down to is that if you if you enjoy what you're doing, I think in a book I have on game design, he, the author mentions that the, the secret to being successful or having a breakthrough in what you're doing or being good at what you do is having a love for the work. So if you love what you're doing, then the process is fun, the, the learning process, which is basically just going from one failure to the next – and and if you love the process, if you enjoy it, then it's not really a big deal. I mean, you'll feel frustrated and you'll doubt what you're doing, but you're constantly failing, learning what didn't work from what you had just tried, and then taking that new understanding and trying, you know, working on getting a better result or a different result, and then just kind of looping that endless uh, over and over. And I think if you understand that you can't really give yourself a time limit. Some people will give themselves time limits They say, okay, if this doesn't work, work in a year, I'm done, I'm gonna try this, or I'm gonna try that. You can't really give yourself a time limit or say, okay, I'm only gonna try 1,000 times or a 100 times or 50 times before I stop doing this. You basically have to be willing to fail as many times as, as it is, is necessary, and there's no way to know that number. You just keep failing until you have your breakthrough. So, I mean, color switch itself is, a product of thousands of failures,
1: as are I think many successes in our world today, or, or probably throughout history. It's it's not uncommon at all. I think it, in fact, it's it's maybe very uncommon to hit success the first time out, right?
0: Yeah, um, you. Uh, if you look at the details on on most any success that someone's had, you'll you'll see that they tried many things before that. And, uh, again, the, if you enjoy what you're doing and you're passionate about it, then that's kind of the fuel for st- sticking with it. Whereas most people, if you have superficial reasons for doing what you're doing, like if money is your main, um, desire or fame, um, you know, if and that makes me think of acting, there's so many actors who just want to be rich and famous and they, they burn out because mm-hmm. they don't love what they're doing. They don't love the actual work. Uh, if you, if you have something um, of uh, deeper at is the fundamental reason why you're doing what you're doing. Then all that other stuff will come um, naturally uh, w- with whatever you're doing. You know uh, the the you know earning money, doing what you're doing, or or, um, or whatever else comes with whatever you've chosen for that industry. But you have to focus on the. I, I always I think of everything from the perspective of solving problems if you are not solving the right problem then you're not going to get the result you want so in my case the problem was okay I need to get become proficient at game design and that's a very large problem because if you can solve that problem then I can design games for for any um, any kind of type of platform Uh, doesn't have to be mobile Um, could be consoles or um, board games or anything you know but if I focused on a highly uh, 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 technical skill, then I would be uh, more of a technician and a programmer and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. But my biggest problem was to to solve, uh, how how do I travel and do my own work? Well, if I again, if I focused on becoming a proficient technician, a programmer, then I'm most likely gonna work for someone else. But if I focused on game design, well, again, I can work with any programmer, I can work with any company, and that solves a much larger problem and solves the problem that I uh, it matches the problem I was trying to solve of of, you know traveling and doing my own my own work so so learning the skill of game design solved that problem so knowing what you want and and, uh, as far as uh, you know the problem you want to solve is very important and I I think Mm -hmm. if more people thought from that perspective they would choose the right problem or the right, the right um, uh, endeavor to solve that problem, but a lot of people miss that. It's very simple, but they don't think of, about um, what they're doing as solving a problem, and they often solve the wrong problems, and then they don't get the result that they, they were wanting because they, they didn't know how to think of it from that perspective.
1: Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. And with your story, you like you didn't have those super technical skills, but you found a way around it. You found the software that worked for you. You had the vision and you actually put Color Switch together very quickly.
0: Yeah, I when I thought of it, uh, I think I spent more time creating the graphics than the demo. It was like 20 minutes to create the graphics and 10 minutes to make a demo. And then I spent about a week designing all the levels for it. And that was about it for the initial the initial project and the reason i got to that point is because i focused on design skills and then you know i found software that that um went with that that was very simple to use whereas if i focused on high technical skills you know the skills of a programmer well i would still be figuring out how to program and i wouldn't you know really have the skills yet to make um games for a while because programming is pretty intensive and um, takes a lot of uh, study, but by focusing on more of the artistic side of things, just the conceptual, I was able to find software that um, was simple but was able to produce simple games, and um, and then uh, then my my time didn't get bogged down in learning all these technical details.
1: But what's really interesting also about your game, your your first you know huge success game, I'm sure not your last, but the premise of this game. So, first of all, it's very addictive. I started playing this recently and um, can see why it's so popular. it's It's really fun. So you've got this little ball. And, and and my experience with your game is not like I didn't get to a super high level. So my understanding is maybe, you know, the basic levels, but you get this mm-hmm. little ball and it's a color, and you like go, you have to match it up with um, different colors in the objects that are coming up. And, and you kind of go through and then the ball changes color and it's it's it takes a lot of coordination and, and timing and everything yeah. mm-hmm. But this is all based on color and and is it true that you're colorblind?
0: Yeah, I, I Am uh, colorblind and I actually failed the military colorblind test because when I went in the military, I wanted to be a uh, Interpreter but when I failed the colorblind test that was off the um, list, and I ended up being a, a medic. So, okay.
1: so this just seems like very interesting that you would pick a game that had color as its whole central premise.
0: Well again, you, um, if, you if you have a problem, you just look for this. I mean every, any problem is waiting for you to realize what the solution is. So the problem of colorblindness is very simple you just, you just learn the tools and the, um, the knowledge of how colors work to, to, um, bypass that. So, you know, if you study color theory, which tells you all about how colors work with each other and, um, different combinations and what, you know, uh, uh, color, you know, you learn about color palettes and how color is used in advertising and marketing and all these things. And then you combine that knowledge with, um, color color tools available on anyone's computer, like the color picker tool, um, which will tell you exactly what color you're using, or the color wheel. Um, then color blindness really isn't an issue at all um, because the, the the computer the it gives you the information you need. Even if I'm not sure on my own if this is if what I'm looking at is red, well the computer says it's red and it shows me exactly which red it is, how saturated it is. Um, so, you know, you don't – if you have a problem, you don't want to sit there and, and think, well, this is just a problem that I have to deal with. You should think, okay, this is the problem. What's the solution? And so, um, you know, when I decided to make a game on colors and shapes, I just thought, okay, well, I had already studied color theory a little bit, so I studied it some more. And then I, I'm already familiar with all the color picker tools and color wheel tools on the computer. So it really wasn't much of an issue. But um, – yeah, I, I mean if I didn't have those tools in front of me, then I'll get I'll get the colors mixed up in my game You know, I'll forget what I use because I'm kind of guessing what I'm looking at. But um, but yeah any problem Always has a solution waiting waiting to be um, Realized by you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But but like does this mean you can't play your game?
0: No, I can play it I mean if if it was let's say four shades of red then it would be very hard for me to distinguish the shades but because each color is so different from the others, it's easy for me to know which color is, um, is the current color I'd have to go through if I were playing the game. I just may not remember what the color is, but I can see it. Um, I'll just get mixed up as to what it, what it actually is. So like a purple, I'll think is a blue or vice versa. But if I have a purple and a green, I can distinguish those from each other, the contrast between the colors is not hard for me. Now, some people might have worse colorblindness than me, but in my case, I'm able to distinguish um, between those four.
1: Okay, I see, that makes sense. Now, um, you just brought up your early military career, and you have said that that experience was um, very critical in shaping who you've become and you know what you've gone on to do. Is uh, can you just uh, talk a little bit more about that?
0: Sure. Well, I think everyone, when they go outside of their comfort zone, they change who they are as a person. They figure out more about themselves. And so, if you if you go way outside your comfort zone, then um, in, in my case, the military and which consisted of you know being deployed and treating people in combat situations, getting blown up, you know being shot at, uh, you know a variety of things. Then when I come to challenges after that, or when I have come to challenges since then, I have that perspective. I I think back on that. I think, well, no one's trying to blow me up, so this really isn't that difficult, or it's not that bad mm. of a situation. Um, so that perspective, um, I think well, also that job, you know, I gives you confidence when you, when you're able to do that kind of job, you, you build up some confidence from that. And then you also have not only that perspective, but the confidence from that experience that you can apply to other challenges. And again, things don't, things are challenging, but they, they aren't as challenging to, to me as they could have been if I didn't have that perspective, if if I hadn't already gone and stretched myself so outside my comfort zone that, that I have not come to anything um, that matched it yet so um, yeah that's how it has affected uh, me going forward from that in that I tried many things after that I thought well if I could treat people in a combat zone what else could I do and so then I started trying all sorts of things since then. I, you know, I've done a, a a variety of, of, of studies and jobs. So yeah, that if I didn't have that experience, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today and probably wouldn't have done most everything I did after that.
1: Yeah. Do you ever get the sense, you know, looking back on life, it it seems like you can understand, well, that's why that happened. And that's, you know, even challenges and struggles, you, you can kind of look back and, and see how all the pieces fit into place, right?
0: No, definitely, um, 2020 uh, hindsight, or what's the phrase, you know, having that 2020 vision looking back, I yep, think it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely easy to put the pieces together. When you're going through it, not so much, but, but when you look back, oh, if this didn't happen, then that wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. and. And what it comes down to is for me and for a lot of people you don't really know what you want to do but you you just have to try things and by trying things you realize uh, you learn about yourself you learn what you like and what you don't like and so really you have to you have to try a lot of things to get a, a lot of different perspectives on who you are and um, you know you won't know how long it takes but Eventually, you find something you actually enjoy doing, and then when you find that, then you kind of lock into it, and th- then that's when the love of the work comes in to where when you lock into something, you you just stick with it until you have whatever the breakthrough is you're looking for, but a lot of people don't search and aren't curious, so they kind of settle in their work or relationships, and they never find that. Um, it's not. It doesn't mean they don't have a passion or they don't have something they love doing, but they, they were not willing to be curious and try as many things as possible until they found whatever that was. Maybe they went to college for a, a major that they weren't really into and now they're doing that job and they're not very happy. Or it could be a variety of things.
1: You answered the next question I was gonna ask you, was which is how you get in touch with that purpose. And I think you exactly hit hit it on the head with you know people get stuck and they, they stop being curious, they stop looking. And Yet, I think that's where a lot of discontent comes from where people like feel like something's a little off But they just don't know quite what it is sometimes, you know
0: Yeah, it's really a lack of being curious enough and trying as uh, many things as uh, it takes for you to find something that you really enjoy doing and uh, It makes me think of uh, you know I, I think of the brain as a supercomputer and everyone has it this supercomputer equipped but most people don't utilize it and I mean this is the only known thing uh, in the universe that can take a thought that you have and translate it into a physical reality and that could be as simple as taking a, a step or breathing or opening your eyes or, or um, saying something to somebody or it could be something as big as figuring out how to solve a large problem like how do I, how do I travel and become an entrepreneur or whatever it is for someone. But if you don't focus on something specific, if you're not – if you don't think how – what's the problem that I'm trying to solve and how am I going to solve it? If you don't give your brain focused thoughts like that, then um, it won't create those things eventually. But your brain does create anything you give it. So if you have negative thoughts about yourself or if you you just uh, decide that you want to settle on a career or – um, someone to marry, maybe you, you know, you're know you dating someone you're not even that in, uh, interested in but you settle uh, you're, you, you create that your brain will create that but it's because you gave it those thoughts to create so everyone has a supercomputer, it'll do whatever you want it to do but if you don't consciously give it positive things then it'll you know, I think it's uh, easy for people to think negatively and then create that negative um, atmosphere in your life Um, but if you know that's why affirmations are actually very scientific to me because you're just giving your brain a positive thought on a daily basis and that's what you will eventually have in your life and that's just how the brain works it's it only will create what you give it what thought you give it so it's very important to do affirmations or give it Actively give it positive thoughts so you can have positive outcomes in whatever you're doing.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting um, what you're talking about. And so many people, like, they have a lot of bills or something. You know, you mentioned being in debt, Mm -hmm. which a lot of us can relate to. And um, many people find that they're focusing on the bills. Like, oh, my gosh, I have so many bills. I can't pay my bills. I don't have any money. And then you just get more of that.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you just, again, your brain... It's very powerful. It's the only – no, like I said, it's the only known computer in the – or anything. There, there's nothing like it in the universe that will cre- create what, uh, what was a mere thought into a physical reality. So if you – yeah, if you focus on, oh, I'm broke or these bills or this or that, then that's how you always will be. But if you focus on something big like, oh, I see myself on the beach with – with, uh, with no bills and this and that, and you think on that on a daily basis, well, then what you're really doing is you're, you're forcing your, your brain, you're telling your brain to, to create that. And then you start taking actions on a daily basis to make that a reality. And so, um, and so, yeah, the more you focus on those negative things and that's what you'll get. It's, uh, again, this is just how everything works. Um, I, I came up with my own I, – I, I call it the, the, the law of creation, uh, um, just my own definition of it, and it's a self-aware intelligence that takes a focused thought and turns it into a physical reality. And so when you're aware of of that, that um, definition, then you can take conscious action on a daily basis to utilize that power that everyone has, but – so if you actually utilize um, – and these things are very simple, but they escape most people because most people will not consciously improve how they think, and then what they do in life will not, con- will not improve. You know, that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And the missing piece to that definition is consciously improve how you think by studying. It could be books, traveling, talking to people, uh, read a biography, go hear a lecture, take a workshop. It could be a variety of things. But all of that stimulus will improve how you think about what you do and then your results your physical actions will gradually improve and so you know these things are very simple but but they but most people miss them um uh, because they uh are unaware of 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 these concepts
1: yeah or they forget that you need both you need the vision and the action you know yeah
0: you ideas without action are are worthless the 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 cliche that I always get um, in the app world is someone comes out to me and says, Hey, I have an idea for an app. I'll give you the idea. You, you make it and then we'll split it, the the revenue or whatever. But I always tell people I have plenty of ideas. It's the action. That's the hard part. And, and, and uh, everyone has an app idea. That's, I think that's a cliche, but no, most people will not take the action to make it happen. And, and yeah, thought without the action is, uh, is, uh, is is worthless. You have to have that action on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you have any um, favorite affirmations you can share?
0: No. Or, or an example
1: I, of an affirmation? Like what does that sound like? Um, well,
0: case- as a performer, um, uh, let's say you're, you're nervous and you're about to go on stage well, an a-, a positive affirmation could be you. Like, I've done this before. I, I did an impression of one of my drill sergeants and based in a medical training, and I had four hundred soldiers laughing at this impression for about seven or eight minutes, including my drill sergeant. You know, he was laughing so hard he had tears coming out of his eyes, and he had fallen over, because um, <laughs> he was laughing so hard. It was pretty funny, but um, so if I if you know I would use that experience to. Um, put in my my mind right before I would go on stage. And what that does is it fills you with all that energy that you had from that experience, all that positive energy you got from the feedback from people. Then when you got on stage, your demeanor is completely different than what it was when you were were nervous. So a positive affirmation could be a statement that you say. It could be a thought. um, It could be a visual. I don't really have ones that I do um, personally. I, I was never... Um, I was never into like the statements, but I would just envision. Okay, I'd see myself traveling and doing my own work, and I guess that was my kind of positive affirmation. And um, uh, there's a really good book called Thinker Toys that has some in it. It's mainly a manual of creative thinking techniques, but it also has a chapter on affirmations and and what you can do with uh with uh with those. But that's a that's a book I highly recommend that people. Um, study and apply.
1: Oh, fantastic. I'll put a link to that on the show notes page and the other book you mentioned too. Um, so you, as a performer, you I, I don't know what else you do besides um, your magic and you're, you're a magician, which is very interesting. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And did that influence the game at all? Because it seems like there are elements of transformation and a little bit of fun and magic in there too. Did that come into your design
0: well there's a game design concept uh called surprise which is what it means there's surprise in just about everything you can think of but we uh use it specifically for uh a game design concept so you know you think okay do i want to surprise my game player how would i do that would i do it with the character in the game or the music the sound effects the level the background it could be a variety of things but I would I would think, I actually picked surprise as one of the main um, concepts I focused on because I thought, well, as a magician, I know how important surprise is and how powerful it is in an experience of an illusion that you're presenting to people. So I thought, I want I wanna have that be one of the most powerful things in my game. And that's really what started guiding me down the path of having a character that was always changing and then I focused in on the color, and 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 focused on having the ball um, change colors, and that ended up being the main theme of the game. This this color changing aspect. So, knowing how powerful surprise can be in one area is why I focused on surprise. as the first concept that I thought of for the game. It ended up being a very important um, thought. Pro- part, it ended up being a very important piece of the thought process for the game so and you know there were a variety of other things but that was definitely one of the main ones and you know as a performer I've I mean I've done a lot of public speaking I've um, been I went to school for theater so I've been in plays and I studied uh, improv at Second City so I've done a variety of performance um, performances or types of performance and they all strengthen each other and um, and then uh, you know you can also utilize that information for game design. Really, you can take any any um, study, any business, any anything you can think of. You can apply it to game design.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It's very creative um, field, I guess.
0: Yeah, very much so. I mean, game games are are very unique in that uh, video games. You can take any information and utilize it for uh, game designs. For example, um, I just got a book on woodworking, which I never would study on my own. But, uh, if I, if I list, let's say I, I go through the book and I make a list of all the woodworking concepts, I can take any one of those concepts and, uh, apply it to, um, or use it as inspiration for, for, uh, a game. I mean, uh, you know, uh, trying to think like, let's say I was studying, um, uh, whales and I decided okay I want to have a whale a cute little whale that's my main character and he swims around and he has to collect jellyfish or something and you get points every time you collect a jellyfish and you have to avoid sharks and you know it's it's, it's, it's very easy to see how you can take that information and make it into a game it's just um very unique of, thing about video games in that you can consume any piece of information but I think a lot of things are like that you can oftentimes the the solution to your problem lies outside of your industry, so by studying a lot of different things, you can create all these different perspectives and, and, and then um, oftentimes find the right perspective uh, for the solution to your problem. Many times people in an industry look at each other and they kind of copy each other's ideas and whatnot. But it's by looking outside of your industry to where the solution often lies in a very powerful solution because since no one else was looking there, you your your solution also stands out from what everyone else is doing. And even for Color Switch, the part of the thought of the game came from just uh, I think the loading icon for Gmail. You know, everyone else looks at icons for loading, uh, you know, on websites as as just loading icons. But if you look at it in a different way than everyone else, then you can come up with a new idea. So by looking at the color-changing ball for the Gmail um, loading icon in, in and in thinking that, oh, that could be a game, I was able to find the biggest solution to my problem, which was how do I create a game that is very popular, and I found that solution outside of games. So, you know, uh, in Thinker Toys, you learn how to have very flexible thinking and um, fluid thinking, and oftentimes, people get stuck in in how they think they get these mental chains or this crystallized thinking and they they just assume that things are the way they are and, and, and they'll never be different. But by when you have, when you work on having fluid thinking, then you realize that anything you think of or anything you look at in life is one of an infinite amount of representations of whatever that idea is, whether it's a chair or a person or a dog or a house. Um, that's one of an infinite amount of interpretations of what that item is, and when you have fluid thinking, you you can start generating all sorts of ideas, depending on whatever the problem is you're trying to solve.
1: Well, that's really interesting too. You've you've got so much. I'm so glad that we're doing this interview. Um, I, I do need to wrap it up in the next couple of minutes. But what is mm-hmm. what's next for you? What's next for David Reichelt?
0: Uh, just have a variety of games that we're working on and. Uh, n- instead of me being at the computer building, I'm just the creative director now I think of the ideas and um, get hire the you know the people mm-hmm. to make them and again that's because I focused on the right solution to my problem, which was becoming proficient at game design and um, I still study that you know as much as I can. I can now apply that skill to um why well, you know I'm not tied to a job with that skill I basically just Made a game that became popular, and now I can. That enables me to hire programmers and artists to make my other games, and uh, so so that's you know I'm my focus right now is building this business even bigger, and then um, later on you know I have other endeavors. But the immediate future, the next couple of years, it'll be coming out with more games and traveling and um, just uh, yeah, just building this uh, and reinvesting in in this industry.
1: How about a book? I think you should write a book.
0: Yeah, I, I actually had that idea for a while. And actually, a training course. Um, I'll be coming out with uh, my own game design course because a lot of um, app developers, probably ninety something percent of them, design games that um, are not very good. And I just base that off of the success of the games, or you know, um, people's uh, people actually the lack of people playing them. So I think I think for a lot of independent developers. There's a lack of training um, for, you know, in-depth game design. So one one thing I want to come out with is my own course that I sell online, um, which would probably consist of a variety of videos um, breaking game design into um, a variety of categories to study. And uh, so so yeah, those will be other things. It's just I, I, whenever I have time to focus on those. Um, then I would focus on those. So it it might be something I start focusing on next year, but this year I have to get these other games um, in production and finished.
1: Yep. That makes perfect sense. Um, So my last question for you is if you were able to speak directly to someone who is, you know, maybe searching for their purpose or feeling stuck or looking for that inspiration to help, um, you know, move them to some, some form of action, um, do, you, do you have anything that you could say to such a person that we haven't already covered?
0: Well, it may cover some of what we already talked about, but the main three things I will say in uh, talks I do is, number one, you have to improve how you think. And only by improving how you think will you improve what you do in life, and that involves a lot of study, a lot of, a lot of research, a lot of just um, doing you know, a lot of variety of, of living whether that's travel, meeting new people, uh, workshops, studying something online, studying, um, uh, getting books on a subject you're interested in, um, study something you've never studied before, constantly putting new information in your brain, and in you know, and then finding uh, finding something you're passionate about, and you're only going to do that by by trying things, and so by doing what I was just talking about you may find something you really enjoy during the process of studying all these things. Uh, Number two is be, be aware of what inspires you. So during all these studies, you will have little things from what you study, uh, inspire you to think of um, ideas. And the more things you're inspired by, the more inspired your ideas will be. But if you don't, put all the study in and you have nothing to draw from then you won't have very inspired thought so you have to study a lot of things to have the potential to be inspired by a lot of these things and create something that is highly inspired and I think the more inspired your thoughts are then the more inspired the the more um you have a better chance of touching people because when when we come into contact with a highly inspired work then we can feel that inspiration. And so to have the chance to create an inspired work, you have to study many different things and be open to many ideas and people and and, and just work on being inspired by these things. And then the final thing is you have to be willing to fail as many times as it takes once you find something that you really enjoy doing. You can't give yourself a time limit. You can't give yourself a number. Um, that Once you pass, you'll stop doing whatever it is you're doing. You basically have to be willing to fail endlessly. It could take a year, it could take a month, it could take five, 10 years, it could take 20 years, you don't know. Um, you just have to basically do it over, you know fail over and over and over, and improve how you think while you're failing, and then you'll have different results. Um, nothing's guaranteed in life, but if you do these things, then you have a much, much better chance Of having a breakthrough in whatever it is you end up wanting to do but like I said when I left for the military I didn't have a very specific idea in my mind of what I wanted to do but by trying many things and creating different perspectives I was able to come from all these different perspectives to attack a problem and solve it and so once I got to games I was able to that was a perspective I needed to solve my problem of travel and you know working for myself but if I didn't try all these different things along the way, then that never would have happened. And so um, having this, I guess you could think of it as a shotgun approach, you know, where you're just kind of scattering your, your thinking in all over the place is good so that you can finally find that that hidden inspiration that you're looking for. And once you find it, I think you'll know it.
1: Yeah, those are great tips. And maybe maybe giving yourself the freedom to look for it, like to not be so hard on yourself if you don't hit upon your big thing the first time out or, you know,
0: yeah, it's, uh, like, like I said, color switch, it's, you know, in my case, color switch is a product of thousands and thousands of failures over, like over a decade of trying, trying things, trial and error. So, uh, you know, people again, yeah, they shouldn't give themselves a hard time. They should just realize that that's the process. It's frustrating. But if you're feeling frustrated, that means you're learning something, and you're you're doing something. Um, and there's no way around it. This is the process. This is the creative process. You have to generate many things that don't work before you find the right solution. And even even for me today, I still have to go through the same process. But when you're aware of how these things work, then at least you can accept the process. I mean, sometimes you have to take a break um, from what you're doing to kind of clear your mind. But, I um, then get back on the path but um, yeah this is just the process you have to fail many many times but all you have all you need is that one success um, but that success will be a product of all the failures that you had to go through to get to that
1: yeah absolutely well David thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom it's really valuable and um, I really appreciate you spending time with us today.
0: You're welcome. I'm always glad to to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's show. My guest was David Reichelt. He's the founder of Color Switch. And you can find this complete interview, links to the books that David mentioned, his social media pages, website, and more on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thanks again for joining us. And please tune in again next week at the same time for more inspirational stories and tips for creating the life of your dreams.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit. Your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit. Inspired actions, real results.